Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Hello and welcome to the Nursing It podcast. I'm your host, David Larson, and today I will be going over a pathophysiology and pharmacology review around congestive heart failure. Before I begin, I would like to remind listeners that if you have any questions regarding past topics or want me to go over something in a future podcast, please email me at nursingitpodcast at gmail.com and I'll make sure to address your questions. With that said, sit back, relax, and let's jump right into congestive heart failure. Now, congestive heart failure is a tricky one because there could be right-sided or less-sided heart failure, so I'll explain both in detail here, and then we'll jump into the uh, pharmacology surrounding heart failure. So first off, heart heart failure is the inability of the heart to keep up with the demands on it, so it's the failure of the heart to pump blood with normal efficacy. And there's the Frank Starling mechanism for congestive heart failure, and that is with heart failure, there is an increase in the ventricular preload, so the left ventricular and diastolic pressure, and a decrease in the stroke volume. So there is a functional assessment with heart failure, and it goes from class 1 to 4. And as the class gets higher, it goes from where they have the cardiac disease with no limitations, to slight limitations, to marked limitations, to not able to carry out any ADLs or physical uh, activity at all. So it can be very, very uh, detrimental to a person's normal way of life. So let's just jump right into right-sided heart failure. So the causes of right-sided heart failure is pulmonary stenosis or right ventricular myocardial infarction. Also natural aging plays a part of it. The effect on the body is basically systemic congestion. So there's a backup of blood to the right ventricle, then to the right atrium, then to the inferior superior vena cava, then to the hepatic portal vein. This will cause a backup of blood to a myriad of different places in the body. A backup of blood to the liver, leading to hepatomegaly, to the spleen, leading to splenomegaly, to the abdomen leading to ascites, to the legs leading to pitting edema, and then also to the esophagus and anal regions leading to varices and even hemorrhoids. And of course, all of this will lead to a decreased cardiac output. Now, this is opposed to left-sided heart failure, which is caused by aortic stenosis or left ventricular myocardial infarctions. However, Hyperthyroidism and hypertension do play a factor in left-sided heart failure. And also, natural aging plays a part as well. Now, the effect is different than right-sided heart failure as it affects pulmonary circulation. At the backup of blood to the left ventricle, to the left atrium, to the left vein, and then to the capillaries around the alveoli and the lungs. This will cause pulmonary edema and also 
a myriad of other problems, such as blood in the alveoli, which can lead to homoptosis or the coughing up of blood, orthopnea, which is difficulty to breathe while lying down, a gurgling, also known as Rayleigh's, or a decreased gas, gas diffusion, all of this leading to decreased cardiac output. Now, there are some similarities between right-sided and left-sided heart failure, and that's with the signs and symptoms, compensation, diagnosis, and, and the treatment. So some signs and symptoms of congestive heart failure include normally fatigue, weakness, dyspnea, exercise intolerance, and cold intolerance. And to compensate, your body will usually do tachycardia to increase the heart rate over 100 beats per minute to compensate for the decreased cardiac output. Secondary polykythemia, where they increase the red blood cells to try to get as much oxygen as possible, or oliguria, with decreased blood to the kidneys, you'll get decreased urine. Now, the diagnosis of left or right-sided heart failure is usually a chest x-ray, looking for enlarged heart or fluid in the lungs. Now, let's jump into the pharmacology around congestive heart failure. And we'll start off by talking about ACE inhibitors. So these decrease the secretion of aldosterone by decreasing sodium retention and decreasing fluid retention. They also decrease the secretion of ADH to decrease fluid retention. So less fluid and decreased thirst will decrease an MI risk, but increase the risk of things like hyperkalemia and hypotension. So you have to be very cautious of that. Androgenic agents such as dobutamine or dopamine are also needed or used. So beta androgenic agonists will uh, be used to increase the contractility of the heart and increase vasodilation. And this, but you have to be careful because this can lead to dysrhythmias and tachycardia. Or depending on the uh, heart failure, they might go to beta blockers um, such as carvedilol, which will decrease the heart rate and force of the of the uh, contractions to decrease the oxygen demand. A therapeutic effect of this would be, of course, with any heart failure, but it helps also with hypertension, and it also helps with stable angina. Thirdly, we could go to cardiac-like glycosides, which increase contraction of, of, which increases the contractility by increasing calcium in the cell. So this is digoxin, and the mechanism of action is to block the sodium-potassium pump and increase sodium in the cell and, and calcium in the cell. This will decrease the conduction through the AV node, and this helps with heart failure and stabilizing arrhythmias. However, there are a ton of adverse effects, such as shortness of breath, headache, vomiting, diarrhea, leg cramps, and visual disturbances, and it can also lead to dysrhythmias, bradycardia, and AV blocks, so you have to be very cautious with digoxins. Now, if really needed, you could do a loading dose or digitalization to narrow the therapeutic index, but you have to be very close monitoring with this. Now, the fourth uh, pharmacotherapy route is phosphodiesterase 3 inhibitors. Uh, this basically, what it does is it inhibits phosphodiesterase 3, leading to an increase in vasodilation and a decrease in contractility. And it does this by release, uh, vaso, it does vasodilation by release, relaxing and releasing the smooth muscles, which will decrease the afterload and increase the cardiac output. And it increases the heart contractility by increasing the calcium. 
And this is used for patients with heart failure who are not responding to other uh, therapies. So it's kind of a last resort. Melarone is the prototype drug for this, and you have to be careful because some adverse effects includes headache, nausea, and ventricular dysrhythmia. Now, funny enough, Viagra is also a selective inhibitor for, for phosphodiesterase. So it actually enhances nitric oxide and vasodilation. And as we all know, or may not know, Viagra helps with erectile dysfunctions. So it was originally used for heart failure, but now it has a secondary use as well. However, the adverse effect is it can cause an MI because of the increase in contractility of the myocardial tissue. So if someone has a weak heart, they are not going to be recommended to use Viagra. And with that, that is the end of this episode. Next episode, I'm going to be going over shock, all the different kinds of shock. And I think it'll be a really fun episode. As always, you can contact me at nursingitpodcast at gmail.com, and I'll make sure to take the time to answer any of your hard-hitting questions. I hope you all had as much fun listening to this podcast as I had making it, and I wish you all a happy rest of your day. Until next time, I'm David Larson. I look forward to talking with you all soon. Take care. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.